Welcome to the Tax Sale Podcast, where tax sale investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a tax sale veteran. I am the leading tax sale expert, the author of the Tax Sale Playbook, founder of the Tax Sale Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. This podcast can be found on a number of different channels, including Spotify, Spotify Video, YouTube, and wherever else podcasts can be found. So make sure you check us out at TaxSellPodcast.com. Download us on your favorite podcasting platforms. You can listen on the go. This podcast is also brought to you through and because of the Tax Cell Academy. It is completely free because of TaxSellAcademy.com. So make sure you check us out over there. All right, today I want to talk about tax cell overages and how to properly leverage them as a tax cell investor. So first off, what even is a tax cell overage? So an overage, also called excess proceeds or surplus funds in different areas, is simply the amount that is paid for a property at a tax sale above and beyond what is owed to the county. So for example, if the delinquent taxes that are owed to the county are $10,000, in many states the bidding is going to start there. Now let's say that there's a few different bidders and the property ends up selling for $15,000. So we have a $5,000 difference in the amount of the taxes that were due and the amount paid for that property. That $5,000 is known as an overage or a surplus. Now, in some states, it stops right there. That surplus will stay with the county. But in a number of other states, that surplus becomes available to people who held an interest in that property. Now, who gets first dibs? Well, the seniority, when it comes to that surplus, typically will begin with the county. Were there any county liens against that property? If there were not, then it reverts to any lien holders. Were there mortgages or lien holders on that property? If there was not, or if there's money left over after that, then the delinquent taxpayer who lost the property can make claim to those funds. So if a lien or a mortgage existed, that lien or mortgage holder is gonna have first rights to that surplus after the county, and then essentially the owner gets last dibs. So if they didn't know anything on the property, that surplus is gonna be theirs. Now, I want to be extremely clear here. This is not an episode on the business of making money chasing tax sell overages and surpluses. There are YouTube videos and countless trainings out there about making money with these types of things. Essentially, the theory is that you would track down a person who is entitled to that overage and then provide the service of helping somebody obtain those funds for a percentage of those funds. Now, it is true that a lot of folks don't even know the surpluses exist because they move and they just ignore letters from the county, that type of thing. But it is quite a bit more difficult than just sending a letter off and collecting half of those surplus funds. First off, as mentioned, mortgage companies and lien holders will have first priority. Good luck getting a mortgage company to give you half of their money. Secondly, many states require that either the homeowner or their attorney make the claim themselves. And lots of states actually have limitations on the finder's fee that can be paid. So if there's a $100,000 overage, it's gonna be pretty rare you're going to be collecting $50,000 for, end quote, helping out. And of course, in my opinion, you should not even be entitled to half. But anyhow, we will not go into the moral argument of things. I've dealt with a lot of folks 
that go into the tax sell overage business because they see it somewhere online or they see an infomercial thinking it's going to be easy. And all they did was create themselves another job where they spent sometimes up to 40, 50 hours per week trying to make money chasing overages. It is absolutely a massive, massive numbers game. And you're competing against loads of people who are wanting to do the exact same thing often for far less money than you would be willing to do it for. Now, I'll go into how to properly leverage overages shortly. But let me tell you this. I contacted an owner who lost their property. They had a $3,000 overage, which is pretty small. But I contacted them in part of the strategy we're going to discuss momentarily. That particular person, within 30 days of their property being sold for a $3,000 overage, have been contacted 14 times by nine different people or companies that wanted to help him claim the overage. They actually showed me all these colorful letters that they had received. One offered to do it for a few hundred dollars, which essentially makes it a race to the bottom for whoever will do it the cheapest. Now, this person wasn't all that difficult to find, but it goes to show you just how competitive that business is. And that story is not in the slightest bit rare. It is extremely, extremely common for me to finally get a hold of somebody as part of my strategy, and they say, you're just another one of those guys trying to take my money. Now, to be fair, there are a number of lawyers and private investigators with large teams who make quite a bit of money chasing overages. And I imagine there are a few normal folks out there as well that do very good chasing down the overages of people who have completely disappeared and dropped off the radar that nobody else can find. And maybe if you do that, you could be successful too. But it is far from free money. And unfortunately, the investment that you make is going to be, well, the single most valuable asset that you have. The asset that you can get no chance of ever having more of in your life, and that is time. And believe me when I say you'll be investing lots and lots of it, and the returns will likely be much lower than expected. For some people that I've heard stories from that do this type of business, their hourly wage was much, much lower than had they just gone out and gotten a job in the first place. So now that you know my opinion on chasing overages as a business, why am I even making this episode? It is to show you how to properly leverage overages as an actual tax sale investor. We know that these overages exist. How can we use them in our tax sale business? Well, this strategy that I've been using for many years and what I recommend to all of my academy members. When you buy a property at a tax sale, we will know immediately if it has surplus funds available. In fact, we're often the ones that paid those surplus funds so that we ourselves could buy that property. When we know this is the case, we can use this as ammunition to assist us with our investment. Now, it is true that some former owners might not know about their overage, or the ones that do might not know exactly how to claim it. So by us having this knowledge, we have a massive tool that we can use for leverage. So as a tax sale investor, having the former owner's assistance and their cooperation can make our lives much easier. Having the wherewithal to be able to tell the former owner that they have an overage available, tell them exactly how much it is for, really shows a lot of good faith on our behalf. Providing somebody with that amount, along with the specific instructions on how to obtain it, goes a very, very long way. In fact, 
doing something as simple as printing out the overage claim form and completing it for them and telling them exactly where to take it to get their money can be even more beneficial. And don't expect a cut of their money. Your goal is not to earn a percentage on somebody else's money, but instead to earn much, much more simply by providing them with that information out of your own goodwill, which will in turn, hopefully, show some goodwill back to you. It's more of a good karma type thing. Let me provide you a few examples on how I use this strategy. The first one is when it comes to buying a house that is occupied. The owner of that house, when they leave the premises, be it voluntary or through a court order, can very easily destroy it. I've heard of everything from concrete pour down pipes to wires ripped out and chainsaws through walls and studs. Now, cash for keys is one situation, one strategy that can help and often does avoid it, but informing somebody about their potential overage and how they can benefit will often develop such good faith in that transaction, in that process of removing them from the property, that the property will be oftentimes left broom swept. I've even had people walk me through and give me a tour of the home that they just lost, that I purchased, along with a very detailed account of every single, often minor issue with the house and, of course, their well wishes. And this is a complete 180 from somebody that is about to be kicked out of their house and they get this notice from the sheriff's department because they don't want to deal with you for cash for keys or whatever it is. Oftentimes, they'll call you. They'll be very upset. You can explain, hey, here is this overage that you have at the courthouse. I'm going to show you exactly how to get it. And by you putting forth that effort to show them how to get that overage completely free, they will be very, very happy that you're helping them move on to the next chapter of their lives. Number two, another situation is where somebody is living the house and they want to work something out to stay in that house as a tenant. There are countless situations where an owner loses the property due to very difficult circumstances that are often short term that led them being into this position. And oftentimes a fresh start is all they need. So by providing them with the access to that overage, simply by telling them they will be able to use that overage to at least make the rent payment for a few months to help get them back on their feet. And hopefully it'll lead to a long-term income producing tenant for you. And number three, this is a strategy that many folks overlook, and that is to leverage your knowledge about their overage to help you clear the title. Now, I've got episodes on clearing titles, and it's a little more detailed than I want to fit into this episode, but I'll try to run you through this short version. So basically, when a property comes out of tax foreclosure, while any liens are typically extinguished, the title company will still look at the chain of title as being clouded. What happens is that these title companies see this property as being too risky and they will not issue title insurance against them. This means that the property will not be sellable for full market value without first clearing the title, typically through a suit to quiet title or a tax foreclosure certification. Now, another potential way to clear the title is by contacting the former owner and having them sign a quick claim deed, releasing all of their interest in that property from them to you. Now, this does 100% require a title search upfront and there cannot be any lien holders at the time of that tax foreclosure in most situations. You'll also need the title company's approval 
the title company that is, that would be insuring that property. Now, I would not recommend this for somebody who does not have a close working relationship with a title company, but their approval will allow you sometimes to get the former owner's signature, and that's a much faster and cheaper way to clear the title than a suit to quiet title or a certification when the title company approves of this method. Of course, that is going to require that former owner receive the deed that you prepared in the mail and then take that deed and sign it in front of a notary, which probably is not gonna be convenient to them. But if you are the one that tells them exactly how to get their overage without any sort of split or any of that nonsense, I can nearly guarantee you that they will be more than happy to sign that deed in exchange for that information. Again, including that overage form completed with everything except for their signature, oftentimes attached to the deed you want them to sign is gonna show such good faith, they'll be more than happy to sign that deed and they'll be more than happy to throw it back in that prepaid envelope and it'll save you lots of time and lots of money. And these are just three ways that you can leverage your knowledge of their overage. You can also leverage it in countless ways. Be creative with this information and it'll save you lots of money as a tax investor and it'll really smooth out the process when you go to resell that property or when you take possession of that property. I really hope this episode has helped you take a different look at tax sale overages and how to properly leverage them. That's all I've got for you today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a positive review on whatever podcasting platform or video platform you're watching us on today. This podcast is completely free. I don't charge a listing or membership fee or anything like that, but your reviews really help us out and might even serve to pay it forward to somebody else who learns about this business simply because you took the time to tap a five-star review or to leave positive feedback. As always, if we can be of any additional help, be sure to check out our website at taxcellacademy.com. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.